I'm Rob Norda, and welcome to the Work From Home Podcast. The idea of working from home really isn't that new. For a lot of history, people have worked from home. Um, They've had a home-based business, or they've lived above the store they manage, or they live on a farm. But when we talk about it now, it means something different, right? It means working for a company that is not based in your home. In the past few decades, more than any other time, that's gotten much, much easier. And most of that is due to technology. Obviously, that's not a hot take. That's not groundbreaking for anyone. But today I want to talk about some tips on how to set up your tech systems to work for you as best as they can. Obviously, the core of working from home for most roles is a computer. I'm not going to get into what sort of computer to get or anything specific like that. Um, There's so much information out there on on what computer might work best for you. Computers are expensive. You might have one from, um, from your company that they provide. You might be using your own. But whatever it is, there's a lot of systems around it that help you use that computer to the best of your ability. The biggest single accessory that I use on my computer is at least one external monitor. When I am traveling now and I just have a laptop, it drives me insane to only have one little screen. When I'm at home, I at least have one external monitor. I will sometimes have three, but I find that when I have three monitors to look at, I can get a little bit lost and I don't use one all the time. Just my workflow, I've kind of gotten used to having two monitors, two screens, and I'm amazed at how much more productive it can make me. If I'm in a meeting, I'm able to see everyone in the meeting, see chat, see what's going on, and then still have somewhere else to pull up the document we're looking at. Or I can see my emails. Or if I'm working on spreadsheets, it's so useful to be able to have One spreadsheet on one screen, the other spreadsheet on the other screen. Clicking and dragging gets really, really easy. Obviously, you need the space for this, but monitors don't cost that much. For under $100, you can get great monitors that will sit on your desk, plug them into your computer. Even if you're using a laptop, plug them into your laptop when you start working. It will save you a ton of time and make life much, much easier. Another big accessory for me is headphones. For a long time, I just used pretty terrible little earbuds, and that was fine for most things. And then at that job, I started doing some audio editing. I was cutting and editing audio, nothing too fancy. I wasn't producing music. But I just realized I needed to get some slightly better headphones. A huge change is just getting headphones. It means that it's a lot easier for people to hear you on conference calls. They're not uh, hearing all that feedback that can happen. But it's also been a huge benefit just for hearing higher quality audio. And you don't need super high quality headphones. Headphones can get very expensive. The first pair that I got of nice over-ear headphones were some JVC headphones from Amazon. I think they were around 20 bucks. Definitely under $30. 
that was great. You can get headphones that are much more expensive, and maybe those will be useful. Maybe you'll find you like those. But even that upgrade to nicer headphones makes it so much nicer. It also makes it much more comfortable for you. It's more comfortable for my ears, more comfortable to listen to things for long periods of time when I'm sitting at a desk for hours each day. In a similar vein as headphones, think about the microphone that you're using. Maybe it's just the microphone that's built into your laptop, and that might be fine. But just think about your use case. Not everyone needs a really fancy microphone, but how often are you talking to people? If speaking to people is a significant part of your job, you can sound a lot more professional by having a higher quality microphone. But keep in mind, you want to know where your microphone is. If you have your microphone in front of you, but you're constantly turning around and turning over here and then turning back to your microphone and then going somewhere else, that can be distracting as well. So know where your microphone is and get better at speaking into it. Another core accessory that your computer will likely have, but that you might look at upgrading, is a webcam. When I first started teaching online, I ran into a weird problem with my webcam. The webcam quality itself was fine. I was using the built-in webcam on my computer. Quality was good, but the angle was all off. My computer was small enough that sitting on my desk, it was just looking up at my face from kind of a weird angle. And maybe that's okay if you're chatting with family or something. But if I was doing this all the time, I realized I wanted it to look a little bit better. And there's a couple things that you can do there. Obviously, you could just get another webcam. You could get a webcam that's better than the one that's built into your computer. It can be mobile, so it's not stuck there right above the screen, wherever that is. You can move it wherever you want. The solution that I came up with, that I still use today, is a laptop stand. And there's actually multiple benefits of this. But for the webcam, it means that my laptop is elevated enough that the webcam is more directly looking at my face. It's not looking up my nostrils. People aren't getting a weird view of me. It's a much more normal view, and it will make you look more professional. Again, if you don't use video very often, maybe this isn't something you need to spend a lot of time on, but for me, that was a really important thing. That laptop stand also brings the benefit of cooling my computer a little bit. I don't usually have that issue a huge amount, but it means that the airflow is a little bit better, so your computer will run cooler, hopefully last a little bit longer. The laptop stand also brings some other issues, though. For instance, with my laptop up on a stand, especially when I'm using other monitors, it can become really difficult to type and navigate my computer on my laptop. When I've got multiple monitors and my laptop's up on a stand, I don't want it really close to my face. That's where my next few accessories come in, which is an external keyboard and a mouse. The most significant benefit of this for me is it allows me to sit a little bit further away from my computer. I get a little bit more space, makes it easier to have multiple monitors, makes me feel a little bit more in control of my desk space. I do not like using trackpads. I'm sure that I would get into the habit more if I used it more often, but I just really love the freedom of having a mouse feels much more precise and easier to work with than a trackpad. Even when I travel, I bring a little battery USB mouse that I, that I use to work. 
But when I'm at my desk, I have a mouse and an external keyboard plugged into my computer. Makes my life much easier. It's a much bigger keyboard. I don't need to be fiddling with laptop keys. I've also got a number pad. That's one of those things that I find I really miss, especially if I'm doing a lot of math work or typing in numbers in spreadsheets. It's really nice to have the 10 key over on the side of your keyboard. Another stand that I actually get a lot of use out of is a phone stand. And much like the laptop stand, this is not high technology. This is not anything new. A laptop stand can be really simple, and my phone stand is the same way. But I just have a little place on my desk for my phone so I can set my phone there and see it. I don't use my phone a ton for work. Most of my interaction with people is online conference calls or Gmail or something like that. But I like having my phone on my desk where it's somewhere visible, but where I'm not very tempted to interact with it unless I need to. It's not sitting there in my pocket. It's there. It feels like it's in its place. I can run a charging cable to it right there. If someone calls, I can see it, and I can see who it is. I don't need to be fiddling with anything. That makes it easier for me to manage my phone. If you're using your phone for work, I really recommend a phone stand. And again, the phone stand I use is $5 or something. It's nothing fancy. Just some place where you can see your phone, have access to it, without it distracting you. Finally... A very important part of working with any sort of technology, but especially at home, is taking care of your data. Data storage can be a really difficult thing to be good at because it takes effort all the time. It's not usually the sort of system you can just set up once and completely forget about. You need to constantly be asking yourself, am I safe? What's the worst case scenario? Do I need to keep doing things? to ensure that my data won't be lost. The core idea here is when you're working remotely, when you're working from home, often you will have files on your computer, you'll have information you're working with that you need to secure. When it comes to backing up your data, you might hear people talk about the 3 one rule. It's a common rule of thumb that gives some standards for best practices on how you should control your data. The three means you should have your data stored in three places. Those should be stored in two different formats. And one of those should be off-site, away from your home or your office or wherever it is that you're working with the data. The simplest way to think of this is one copy of the data can live on your computer. That's the data you're working with at any given moment. You just need to make sure to keep saving it. Make sure you don't lose it. That's what you'll use most of the time. The second form of data storage could be an external hard drive that you keep at home. You plug it into your computer, drag and drop the files that you need to update. It saves those. Awesome. For the offsite data, you want it stored somewhere else and hopefully in a different format. The simplest way to think of this is likely a cloud backup. Have it stored online somewhere, so it means that even if your house is utterly destroyed, that data still exists somewhere. Everyone thinks that this will not happen to them. They're safe, they take good care of their computer, they won't lose that data, they'll be fine. And most of the time you will be. 
Imagine that your computer suddenly died. It exploded, it got dropped in a pool, I don't know, but no data was recoverable. What would you lose? Chances are you would lose some things because most of us are not very good at backing up our data. We have things that are on our computer and some of that stuff is likely really important. I have a colleague that I work with online and he was in Barcelona. One of the great benefits of working from home all the time is that your home can be wherever you want it to be. So he and his family were traveling around Europe and in Barcelona their car was broken into and his laptop was stolen. The good news is a lot of that data was backed up somewhere else. It was backed up online, mostly in Google Drive for him. So we were able to get some of that data back, but there were plenty of documents that were not backed up anywhere. He made it work. It wasn't anything that sunk the company or destroyed his career, but it was still a pain. And so I'd encourage you to think if your computer right now quit working, where would your data be backed up and what would you really miss? More and more, I see companies moving to cloud solutions natively, especially Google. Google can be really good for this. Right now, most of my word processing is done on Google Docs. Most of the spreadsheet work I do is on Google Sheets. Most of the presentations that I, that I give, that I see, that I interact with are done on Google Slides. And one benefit of that is that all that data is backed up. So if my computer exploded right now, there would definitely be things that I would lose. There'd be things that I would hate to see go. It would be annoying. Even if all that data is backed up, it's still a terrible thing. But at least those things would be saved on my Google account and I could get access to them relatively easily. Of course, this is by no means an exhaustive list of all of the different tech tools and gadgets and gizmos that you can use to make your life easier. But if nothing else, I hope that it's given you some things to think about. And that's what I want to leave you with. Think about problems that you have and if there's some gadget that might make that a little bit easier. My current laptop doesn't have nearly enough USB ports. It had enough USB ports for my day-to-day -day usage, but every so often I would need to plug in something else, need to plug in a flash drive, and I would think, this is such a pain. Because now I have to unplug my keyboard, and then I forget, and I start typing on my keyboard. And finally I just realized, I just need to get a little USB hub. So I plug that into my computer, that gives me four more spots to plug things in. Problem solved. Cost a couple dollars at most. It was super cheap, super easy. And I had been dealing with that problem for so long when there was just one little thing that solved that very easily. So what is limiting you in your workspace? The ideal tech setup will be different for everyone. Everyone's jobs are different. Everyone's personal preferences are different and what they feel comfortable with. But the goal is for you to be able to spend your time, spend your energy doing work, doing what your job actually is. Your job is not answering email or looking at a computer. Your job is to accomplish something. And your tech is all there to help you do that. Whenever you find your tech getting in the way of you doing your job, that likely means that a change needs to happen. Maybe that's something else that you can get that will help address that issue. Maybe another monitor would help with that space issue you're having. 
Maybe it's a training issue. Maybe you just need to get better at using the tech tools at your disposal. Maybe it's something that technology just can't solve because it can't solve everything and that's okay. But see if there's any changes you can make that would make your life easier and let you focus on getting work done. I know this is a short episode. I wanted it to be short and sweet with some really concise tips that can help you. What tech tools do you use in your setup that make your life easier? I'd really love to hear, and I'm sure our other listeners would as well. So please leave them in a comment. I would love to know what you do that makes your tech work for you. And I'll see you next time. I hope you've enjoyed the Work From Home podcast. Have any requests for topics you'd like us to cover? Let us know in the comments wherever you're listening to this podcast. Thank you so much. Hope to see you next time. Thank you.